when you're faithful, the facts don't matter. Faithful to what, coach? Like faithful to the grind, faithful to the game, faithful to yourself, faithful to the Lord, faithful to your wife, faithful to your children, faithful to your Like when you're faithful, the facts, like what facts? The numbers, what numbers? I don't live by that standard. I I, I live by the, the 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 sowing and the reaping principle. You are now tuned in. Trust you don't want to miss. This is where life, sports, and medicine intersect. Dr. Derek Burgess, giving insight and knowledge, take you to the next level. Ready? Then let's get it popping. There ain't a better option. Got you coming right back. Time out with the sports doctor. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go. All right. Welcome to Time Out with the Sports Doctor uh, podcast. This is where sports, medicine, and life intersect. And I'm glad tonight to have uh, Akeem Davis with us. Welcome to the show. Man, glad to be here. You know something, Doc, man, look, hey, this wouldn't, wouldn't rather be nowhere else, man. I mean, hey. I ain't got to worry about waking up in the morning to doggone hit the, hit the office, go work out, go chase guy, go chase guys down, making sure they go going to class. You know, I, I get to stay up late, man, and burn the midnight law with you, so I'm in good shape. I hear you. Well, let's get after it then. Time out with the Sports Doctor podcast. I'm starting this platform really to be able to interview people who have been successful in their walks of life. Because, you know, many times when we meet somebody who's been successful, we see them where they are, but we don't know the background. We don't know the past. We don't know the obstacles they've had to overcome to achieve success. So, you know, when you're an onlooker, it seems like it's unachievable. But when you can kind of get to know somebody and understand what they had to overcome on their journeys, I feel that, you know, you're able to relate to them more. So that's really what we're going to try to do. And we're going to talk about things you've been through in your past and, you know, how you relate to people. All right. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So let's just get started. So from Laurel, Mississippi, born and raised, I know you give do a lot to give back to the children. Uh, but what was it, you know, as a Keem Davis growing up in Laurel as a kid? So, man, we I grew up in in the Queensburg community. Um, that's where I was born and raised at. Um, moved out of Queensburg when I was around 11 to 12 years old, moved to Joe Willer, but, you know, a, a lot of people call those those areas underprivileged, but, you know, we, we didn't know no better. You know, we, we thought it was, we, we thought, we thought it was doggone the king of the hill, man. And, you know, grew up, saw a lot, you know, saw a lot, saw a lot of, you know, hear gunshots in the neighborhood. You know, I mean, that's just what it was, you know, but, you know, you also, you had heroes in the neighborhood too, you know, the guys that was really, really good in athletics and played sports, whether it be football, basketball, whatever it was, and they excelled. And I, I kind of gravitated towards those guys. Um, remember vividly, you know, when I, when I was growing up, um, Steve McNair, man, he he came down to our hometown and, and he was on the basketball court, like, because on, on Sundays in my neighborhood, like the basketball court is where, it, where it's jumping at. And he came and he was – an NFL MVP, but he didn't care. He carried himself like a regular guy, like a regular dude. And, you know, he didn't have an entourage, you know, and me looking up to him from afar, just kind of checking him out. I'm like, man, like, if that's how it is to, to be an NFL superstar, then I'm pretty sure that I can follow in those same footsteps. And, um, you know, lo and behold, man, I got a chance to walk up to him and talk to him and you know, he carried on the conversation. I never forget. He, I asked him, I said, man, Steve, how you throw a football? And he grabbed my hand. I still remember that big old mitt. His big old hands were like baseball mitts, man. And he grabbed my hand and he said, son, you got too many laces on the ball. Mm. And he kind of adjusted my land. And just that personable moment meant everything to me. And so that's why, you know, 
you know, the Lord blessed me to go down the path that I've been down. And like, you will never be able to pay it back, you know, but you can always pay it forward. I mean, there are, you know, a whole lot of stories that I have where, you know, guys kind of helped me along the way. And one thing I've learned, Doc, is, you know, you never pull yourself up by your own bootstrap. You know, somebody has, is somebody going to help you along the way. And, you know, you got to be humble and you got to be willing to accept that help. And um, fortunately, I've never been bashful, you know, and um, I would never be because, you know, the Bible teaches you that, that that's where your blessings come from. And so I'm um, growing up in Laura, man, it has meant a lot to me. A very, very humble beginnings, but I am blessed because of those humble beginnings. Man, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. And yeah, you're a man of many quotes. We're going to get through several of them tonight. But yeah, you always <laughs> got a quote for everything. All oh, right, so. boy. So tell us about, you know, the nickname, The Dream. How did you achieve that? How did that man. come about? And, and so the dream, and, and so it's multiple, multiple stories after I die. Right. And I don't know which one. And so, okay, I was born on Christmas. Okay. okay. Right. All right. And so my mom said she named me a king because when she was in the, when she was getting ready to have me, like when she was, you know, when she was in labor, yeah. coming to America was on. Okay. okay? And, and, and coming the to original America, coming to America. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. A king, the okay. princess of Munda. Right. <laughs> so, that's where my mom say the name came from, Akeem, and I'm okay. going somewhere. With you, okay? But my dad was a huge Houston Rockets fan. Okay. And if you know anything about Elijah the Houston Warren. Rockets and 92, 93, 94, yeah. you had Akeem, the Dream, Elijah Warren that go. played for the Houston Rockets. Now, this is my daddy's side. All right. My mom's side was coming to America. My daddy's side was Akeem, the Dream, Elijah Warren. Okay. And, um, Fast forward, man, to my high school year, okay, uh, we was playing in the South State Championship against Moss Point, all right, and, and and you know, ended up, we was, you know, exchange touchdown for touchdown, just exchanging blow for blow, and we won that game, man, like I, you know, I threw a, like a deep hail mirror to one of the receivers, Russell Breeland was his name. He tipped referee Apollo tipped to Russell Breeland and Russell Breeland caught it and he scored a touchdown. And so um I ended up accounting for six touchdowns that night. All right. All right. And, and it's funny that you asked me that question because the next day, okay, in the paper, all right, the Clarion Ledger came out. <laughs> and on the front page of the Clarion Ledger, you had all these dandy dozens in the state plan, but you had a little old guy from law. A king to dream right there. Love it. And um it, it stuck. Okay. It ended up sticking. And 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 um ended up playing in the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game with all the all the All-Stars in the state of Mississippi. And uh, all those guys would connect all the only thing those guys were asking me was, Are you the dream? Are you the dream? Are you the dream? And I'm like, man, what y'all talking about? And then after that game, one of my football coaches, well, one of my basketball coaches, Coach Williams, he had that frame for me and he sent it to me. And, and I said, oh, that's what, because I never did see the paper. Okay. I didn't see the paper until Coach Williams gave me that frame, that, that the frame copy of it. And that that's when, you know, I connected the dots and said, oh, that's what they was asking me. Are you the dream? Okay. And so it ended up sticking, man. And you know so truth be told you were born you were born the dream and have lived the dream right it's so many words and now now whichever account you believe my yeah. mother's dad's account yeah but they all married 
It all know, manifest. Right. All come to a kingdom dream. And so, man, it, 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 it's been a blessing. Um, you know, it's thought, you know, my yeah. personality, I, right. I love it. You know, yeah. I, I never admit that to everybody else, but, right. you know, yeah. dream, what's up? Hey, I, I act all humble, but in the inside, I'm jumping for joy. Like, yeah, what's up, man? You know, it's so it's it's all good, you know. Man, I love that. I love that. But you know, so your career, right? So the dream, you know, like you said, state championship in high school. You know, anytime I was on the sideline, everyone was always referencing a quarterback play to Akeem's play. Akeem always wanted the ball at the end of the game. You know, Akeem was always a person that if a play needed to be made, it was Akeem said, "Give me the ball." You know, so that seems to always been your mentality to just, you know, attack it and take it by the horns. So Absolutely. tell me about that. Just want to compete. I mean, since I've gone back to those Queen Bird days, man, on Thanksgiving, we always had the Turkey Bowl. And yeah. that was that was where the big boys played. Like, if you were no big dog, you can play in the Turkey Bowl. Okay. But I was the little, I was the little cat that the big dogs let play on the field because they always knew that. You know, this, this kid right here going to bring it. And so that mentality, um, just want to compete. Man, I, I, I want it. I'm always the underdog, okay? And and never been as big as fast or the strongest in nothing. But I'll be doggone if you beat me in anything. You're like, you're going to have to peel me off of this grass today before before I walk off this grass, a loser type yeah. stuff. Like, so, like, that's that's my mentality. You know, that's how, that's how we was coming. And so that's how, you know, um, my my teammates that that was the message and i would always tell those guys like 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 follow me you understand like like match my energy mm-hmm. match my intensity cuz i'm coming you know um and 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 they they always did and so when it came down to crunch time doc for sure you know just like in life man like like when when the rubber meet the road in life man and one thing i love about the game man the game of football is is one of the is one of the greatest um, parallels of life that you can possibly imagine because you have adversity on the grass and you got to overcome it and, and 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 it ain't no you ain't got time to to think about it. it you got to put some action towards it right now because you your teammates your, your city everybody depending on you and just like life man when that adversity strike you ain't got time to sit around you you better be moving around you know, put some action to your words and getting it done because, you know, somebody depended on you. And, and, and when you're a grown man, it's your family. You understand? Right. So, um, and when you're a football coach, you know, it's them little young guys in your room that look up to you as coach, you know, right. and, and it's your, it's your, it's your other, it's your other coaches that's family depending on the decision that you're going to make. And so, mm-hmm. um, I've always, I've always had to have that, like as a, as an athlete, I, I love that that edge like I love that competitive nature like coach give me the ball you know whether we win lose or draw I'm gonna leave it all on the line and so um live like that as well right so you just mentioned like you said your father your husband your coach NFL veteran you know now your mentor philanthropist you do a lot of things but you bring that same energy you know and like you said overcoming adversity in life overcoming adversity on the field you treat it the same way. So, you know, just tell us adversity in life. What's the, what would you say is the largest adversity you had to overcome to continue on your success? Doc, it's, I, that's a trick question, man. Because the reason why I say it's a trick question, because depending on where you are in life, sure, 
like all of those adversities seem huge. Mm. And it's funny because the 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 next like the the further you go, the higher the level, the higher the de- the higher the adversities. And here's mm-hmm. a quote for you, okay? New levels, new devils, okay? Yeah. New levels, bigger adversities. And, and so, um, without overcoming the small adversities, and the small adversities are the big adversities because the adversities that you think are not like you don't put that much weight on, mm-hmm. like those are the ones that can take you down through that. But man, um. My house, our house, like when I growing up, house burnt down, you know, total, total loss, lost everything. Didn't know how we was gonna rebound. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I shared, you know, my mom went to prison twice. Mm. Like, went to prison twice, man, and so and both of those times were for three years or better. And so, like six years, uh, like growing up in high school, I didn't like my mom. We used to like every Saturday. I remember going to visit my mom in the penitentiary. Um, and not only that, um, just in college, you know, her succumbing to pancreatic cancer, lost her, um, me blowing out my ACL, you know, like a lot of people say, like your chance of making it to the NFL is less than 1%. But then when you blow your ACL out, right now, your chance is even, even slimmer. But one thing I've learned, here's another quote, when you're faithful, the facts don't matter. All right, when you're faithful, the facts don't matter. Faithful to what, coach? Like faithful to the grind, faithful to the game, faithful to yourself, faithful to the Lord, faithful to your wife, faithful to your children, faithful to your like when you're faithful, the facts, like what facts? The numbers, what numbers? I don't live by that standard. I I, I live by the, the 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 sowing and the reaping principle. Like whatever you sow, that's what you're gonna reap. No matter what happened in the past, you keep sowing, you keep doing the work, like you're gonna reap a harvest if you don't give up, because that's what the Bible tells us. Um, after, after I lost my mom, man, after she succumbed to pancreatic cancer, another huge adversity was, um, you know, not making it like, like making it like, like, where is it? And one thing I've had to come to realize was there is no it, like, there's no it, ain't no, like you never make it, you never Mm -hmm. arrive. There's always something that you can be striving for. What I did learn was, and a guy by the name of Doug Williams, man, he was the first African-American quarterback, Super Bowl MVP for the Washington Redskins. We sat down and we had a long conversation. And he said, he said, a king, he said, a lot of people try so hard to get to where they're going to make it, but they miss out on the journey. And he said, you got to enjoy the journey. He said, the station. He said, like a lot of people trying to arrive to the station, Mm -hmm. but there is no station. He said, smell the, smell the roses, man. Eat some ice cream along your journey, you know. Tell somebody you love them along the journey. Help somebody along the journey. Don't spend so much of your time along the journey trying to trying to get to the station. Because if you do, you're going to miss out on the whole journey. And your journey, that journey is life, dog. Like, don't spend so much time trying to trying to be a millionaire. Because guess what? When you get one million, you're going to want two. If you make two million, you're gonna want five. If you make five million, you're gonna want eight figures. Like you will never get there because too much ain't enough. But what you can do is you can enjoy the journey and be content and give back, try to help the next person up. Um, man, just being signed by seven different NFL teams and being cut by seven different NFL teams. Like that's adversity. Um, been done had a lot of guys, like one of my roommates in the league, like same path that I was on. Um he ended up, you know, committing suicide because the pressure was so tough. Oh. And you can attribute that to a, to CTE, whatever you can do, but whatever it is, like, 
that devil will come up next to you. And that's the thing about adversity, man. Like us as men, we got a tremendous amount of pride, dog. Mm-hmm. Feel like that. If it is to be, it is up to me. Like if it's going to get done, I got to be the one to do it. All right. And if it don't get done, now I'm a failure. Now I'm listening to man. But that's a lie from the devil. And I had like those adversities taught me that. Like, I lost my older cousin in a car accident. Him and his him and his fiance was he was taking his fiance to work. All right. And uh a semi had ran the stop sign and T-boned down. And both of them, both of them, um, the Lord called both of them home. Then that, none of them made it. And he was 20 years old. All right. And that was one of the moments in my life to where like I realized, like, man, Fab is not here no more. Mm. And that's that, like that moment right there was the moment I got serious about like about my faith. Like that adversity allowed me to get closer to the Lord and say, you know, some Lord, my life is yours. Whatever you want to do with it, you got it because I, I like you got my attention and and like that adversity. And so like when you ask the question, which adversity is the biggest? Right. Yeah. Like it ain't like that's a trick question, man, because like once you start to remember the things that the Lord has brought to brought you from, like. In the Bible, it says, these things that I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercies that we are not consumed, all right? Because your compassions fail or not, there are new every morning, greater. And so, like, when you realize how great the Lord's faithfulness is, right? those adversities, and you and, and you keep on keeping on, and you don't give up, and you don't grow weary, then, like, great things happen. Like, and, and so, and I'm still going through adversities right now, man. Like, as a man, bro, we go through that, like, and you don't want to hear about mine, and I don't want to hear about yours. But you know, I. T- but at the end of the day, like we all going through something, man. And so, um, to sum it all up, man, you know, the the first of all, my upbringing was a tremendous amount of adversity. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but when I look back, I say, Lord, you protected me. You know, losing my mother in college hit me like a ton of bricks. Tearing my ACL, blowing my knee out, hit me like a ton of ton of bricks. Being signed by seventeens in the league, being cut by seventeens in the league hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, then having to come back and humble myself, man, and go through the whole graduate system process. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's humbling, but you know, some that aren't like that. that we need that. Right. You know what I mean? Bro, like that's, that's part of the, the maturation process. Like you played in the league. So what, bro? Like, but bust this fam down. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it don't right. matter. But, right. They say they um, didn't fail no more. Nah, like, like you finna earn, you finna earn your, like, you want to earn your stripes and you want to earn your keep, like, that's what, this what got to get done. But you know something that helped me along the way? Like, I, like, those were growing pains that I didn't, like, those were places in my development and, and, and things that I needed that I didn't even know I needed. And so, like, we talk about going through the process and trusting the process in the midst of the adversities. That's why, because the process is going to bring some things out of you you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. And one thing Ike Johnson always said that I admire, he said that when you committed to something, you committed to it. Long after the feeling in which you have said it has subsided. So, like, long after you're the feeling like, yeah, I want to be a D1 football coach. Yeah, I want to be an NFL football coach. But when you got to bust this film down at 2.30 in the morning and your wife and kids blowing your like, that I ain't seen you in two days, do you still want that? Right. Like, like that stuff, like that. But you know, man, those adversities, man, they, 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 they the real thing. But and so now I, when when adversity comes, dog, is I might sound crazy, 
but I I rejoice, man, because I know something getting ready to come out of it. Man, that's that's dense. You dropped so many pearls in what you just said. You know, first, like you said, that rival fallacy. You think, okay, I made it to the NFL. I made it. Not really, right? But like you right. said, it's the process. Inky Johnson, the process. Like you said, you know, going through, falling in love with the process. So you're not worried about if I make a million. You're not worried about if I make this NFL team. You're gaining and appreciating the, the process. You're appreciating the journey. You mentioned uh, numbers, right? So, you know, that's one thing in my career. How am I an orthopedic surgeon when, you know, the numbers don't add up? And I was giving a talk one time and I said, you know, the numbers, when you add Jesus to the equation, that's success 100% of the time. So the numbers don't add up. So it doesn't matter if you don't have the test scores. I didn't have them. You know, it doesn't matter if you got accepted into one medical school. That's what I got accepted into. Um, at the end of the day, I'm in a profession that only one and a half percent of orthopedic surgeons look like me, you know, and I didn't have all the qualifications to be here. But God, you know, favor ain't fair, right? So once God points you in that direction, it's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you already mentioned one thing you didn't mention about your NFL journey. I know there's another quote that goes with that, and you, I'm sure you're going to pull it out, but you went undrafted, right? So coming out of Memphis, undrafted, take us to that point in your life. Where were you sitting with that? So coming out of Memphis, man, and so my, uh, obviously the journey was a lot different, you know. Coming out of Memphis, I got the, the Ricky Minicamp offer to Seattle. Okay, and that was for three days. Okay, you kind of see the little deal back there in the back. That was for three days, right? After those three days was over, Pete Carroll called me in his office. He said, Akeem, listen, I'm not going to keep you. We're not going to keep you. But if you feel sorry for yourself, go home and not do nothing. He said, that's the worst thing you can do. Mm. Okay. He said, go work out, do what you need to do, because I don't know when your phone going to rain. It's Pete talking now, but your phone going to rain. All right. And so I said, I, you know, Pete, I appreciate everything, man. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. You know where I come from. We don't get these types of opportunities. And I don't get a chance to sit down face-to-face -face and get knowledge from you like this, but I appreciate it. All right? Went home, flew home, um, back, back to Baltimore, my wife and kids, working out every day, man. But guess what? Working out every day, don't put bread on the table and it don't keep the lights on. And so I, at that point, I had to prioritize my priorities. Okay, I had to had to come up with a plan. I know what was important. I needed to work out, but I also needed to keep the lights on on the man of the house. Like like we had to we had to sit down and do some things. But that that deal that journey like that dream was always burning in my belly. Um, fast forward, Doc, three hundred sixty. Well, probably three hundred some odd days later, man. I I was sitting in the weight room at Law High School working out, and my phone rang. And it was the, the area code was Ashburn, Virginia. All right. And I answered the telephone. All right. And he said, Akeem, this is Morocco Brown from the Washington Redskins. How you doing? And I said, Morocco, I'm doing a whole lot better now, man. What's going on? <laughs> Talk and to me. Said, yeah, sir. And he said, um, he said, look, man, we've been monitoring your journey. Okay. And we want to bring you in for the workout. All right. Now, rewind they've been monitoring my journey. Okay. I was doing these regional combines. Like I, like I was able to do these regional combines in Atlanta. So they had one in Atlanta. They had one in Houston. They had one in um, Seattle. Like they had these regional combines in different spots of the, of, the, of the United States. And I said, what the heck I'm gonna go do it. And so I did it, did well, 
got invited to the Super Regional Combine, and the Super Regional Combine came, and before I was able to get the, the participate in the Super Regional Combine, that's when the Redskins called me and said, hey, man, look, we've been monitoring you. And so that's when I tell I tell my guys, man, look, whether you're 9 or 99, the grind don't stop, man. You don't know when that phone going to ring, all right? Guess what? And, and the great thing about Opportunity Doc, it ain't going to knock on your door and say, hey, man, I'll be there in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to knock on your door and say, hey, man, come on, what you been doing? And so that's why I tell my guys, man, look, stay ready so you ain't never got to get ready. All right? Keep putting the work in. Because when you do, all right, you ain't going to fall. You ain't going to rise to the occasion. You're going to fall to your level of preparation. All right? And when that opportunity comes, the worst thing you can do when you lay your head on that pillow at night is when that opportunity presented itself and you wasn't prepared for it. Because you are 100,000% in control of the way you prepare. And that's the process we just finished talking about. Like, whether I get it or not, I'm prepared for it. Like, I, I put myself in the best possible position to be successful and take advantage of this opportunity. All right? And so um, they worked me out. They brought me in. They brought me and another guy in from Baltimore that, had, that Baltimore had drafted in the third round. And fast forward about a year and a half later, I was sitting down with John Gruden at the table, and he said, Akeem, you know how we discovered you? I said, no, no, Coach, I don't. He said, one of the owners, okay, of the Washington Redskins, all right, one of the owners lives in Memphis, and he picked up the paper, and he knew that you was a former player, and he saw that you had ran a 4-4 on a pro day, and he called up here, and he said that we need to take a look at you. And I said, wow. <laughs> like, one of the owners, like, one morning, drinking him a mimosa, a cup of coffee, or whatever right. he was doing, yeah. he looked, and he saw that a young man was prepared and was still working and was still hungry, that he had kind of followed while he was at Memphis. And um, he called one of his guys, and he said, look, work this guy out, you know. And they had, and, and, and Coach Gruden said, look, King, we had no intention on signing you. We was going to take the guy out of Baltimore, but we 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 couldn't we we the way you came and the way you worked and, mm-hmm. and, and because that guy he worked out like like he wanted it like he mm-hmm. wanted it mm-hmm. but I worked out like I like I need this you know what yeah. I mean like I ain't going home you right. know what I mean like 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 I told you earlier like look before you send me home bro you gonna have to peel me off of this grass because yeah it ain't gonna be me yeah you know and and it don't like like that mindset don't start when you get in the rain that mindset start every day when you wake up. Like every workout, every rep, every set, you got to be intentional. You got to be on purpose. You got to be deliberate about every single thing that you do, because like, like when the lights come on, you only going to fall to that level of preparation, man. And, and so um, that undrafted journey, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a cutthroat, hard knocks life, man, because what they don't tell you is every Tuesday in the NFL, somebody get cut. Mm. Like, you see, like you see these jerseys on the wall, man. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's every journey, every, like, like it's, it's stressful, bro. Bro. Because it, like, like, like when they bring guys in, bro, like, like, like you happy for cats, but it's like, man, look, is they like, if, if two running backs get hurt on the same week in the same yeah. week, you at the bottom of the roster and you like, man. And, and when Sean Payton, man, when Sean Payton called me in his office and he cut me, he said, the King, 
you did absolutely nothing. In fact, you did everything that you were supposed to do. Right. And that baffled me, dog. Like, that confused me. You want to know why? Because, like, I grew up thinking that the NFL was, if you do everything you're supposed to do, you're going to stay and you're going to play and you're going you gonna to play for 10 years and you're going to live happily ever after. But you telling me, you telling me that I did everything that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that still wasn't good enough because you need somebody. And, and so, like. You need a punter on the team for the weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But but at the end of the day, like I didn't ask the Lord to play ten years. Mm-hmm. I asked the Lord to give me an opportunity. Yeah, when I met you, you were in that journey, you know, being released back home, being released on a team, and I asked you specifically, man, how do you mentally take that? And you, that's when you dropped that quote on me: "If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready." And I've never forgot that. Never you forgot. Got, you got because you better because at the end of the day, man, that phone rang. Hey. If my phone rang right now, man, I go give him my best shot. <laughs> Which I know it ain't, but I'm yeah. just saying like, that's mentality though. Yeah. Like it's like paranoia, man. Like you like you live with a sense of paranoia. Like, yeah. like always paranoia. And, and and I know that that's probably not a healthy way to live, but but that's that's who I like, that's how I'm wired, man. Like, like how can I be this much better? Like how like how can we make this thing better than it was before? Like like, how can we put ourselves in position to be even better, to have even more success, like to do it in a first class manner? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to represent. I tell my guys, know who you are, know what you represent at all times. All time. And if you never forget that, you're in good shape. Don't that's slip. True. So let's fast forward. Now we're in the, the um, post football career and, you know, you give back a lot, especially to the Laurel community. As you can see, I'm repping the brand tonight. Yes, sir. I see you. I got the AD 47 on. So tell us about that, because it's more than a football camp, right? So this is a football academy. Uh, So tell us, AD 47, how you brought that about. Now you enter into your seventh year. Gotcha. And and so like you said, man, this is the seventh consecutive year. Um, The AD 47 Football Leadership Academy, man, it will behoove me. To, to just start by saying that this thing wouldn't be done without the, the entire community. I mean, like the, the the corporate partners that have stepped up and identified with what we are instilling in our kids, man, the support has been overwhelmingly amazing. Um, growing up, like I was one of those kids to where if you charge, if you said I had to pay $5 to get in, doc, I probably wasn't going to be able to get in, mm-hmm. you know, it was just kind of what I, I mean, but, but that's why we we wanted to make it free. Um, it's more than a football count. Like this thing was built on five pillars: character, leadership, discipline, follow through, and grit. All right, and and like I say, being signed and cut by seven different NFL ball clubs, these were the constant words. These were the things that I had to actively exemplify every single day in order to get as far as far that I that that I that I got. And these are pillars, man, that that you can exercise on a daily basis. And so, like, the camp is 8 to 12-year-old young men. That's the camp. But I also work with 18 to 22-year-old men every single day. And get and guess and guess what our mantra is? Guess what our code is? Character, leadership, discipline, follow through, and grit. Yeah. All, right? All under the umbrella of faith because we want to walk like Christ in everything we do. All right, we don't want to lean on not into our own understanding. We want to acknowledge the way he did it, and so that he can so that he can direct our paths. 
character is one of those things that's not inherited, is not passed down, all right? You can't fake it. You are who you are. If I cut you open, who you are is going to come out, all right? And the Lord blessed me, man. I was able to play in a league, like, like, like a league that's a $12 billion a year league, man, that everything had some type of a number, some type of measurement, some type of sabermetric or analytic stat, right? All right, but there, one thing that there was no stat on is character. Like when you go in that locker room and you see cats, they got everything at their fingertips, man. They can go and, you know, have any woman they want, buy any piece of jewelry they want, to go to any vacation they want. Like, I ain't concerned with that. What type of man are you? Like, like that's what's going to draw me to you, like your morals. And so that's why that character piece is so important, man. Leadership, all right? Being a leader, and what I tell my guys in the camp is leadership is influence. Like every single person out here on this field today has some type of influence, whether it's positive or whether it's negative. How are you going to, how, how are you, what, what type of influence are you going to have? What type of attitude are you going to bring to the table despite what you don't went through? Okay, what type of attitude are you going to bring to the table and what type of influence you're going to bring? Okay, that's the type of leader I need discipline okay discipline for me is, is is extremely important doc because it's the mortar okay so all right this the this is the analogy i use you got five pillars you got five bricks right discipline is the mortar all right you can have those five bricks and you can stack them mm. on top of each other and build a brick wall but if you ain't got discipline i can come punch through that wall i can come kick that wall down okay without discipline without that mortar all right you you just kind of existing okay discipline are is is when it get hard. Now, am I still going to get up and do what I'm supposed to do? When right. I really do something that I'm not really supposed to do, am I going to have a mental toughness, man, to say no to my flesh and do exactly what I know I need to do in order to get what I need to get done, all right? Discipline is is, is making sure I'm where I'm supposed to be, how, however long I'm supposed to be there. And when it's time for me to go, I get my behind up and I leave, all right? Or if it's time for me to stay a little longer, I, 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 I do what I need to do to stay longer, man. Follow through, man, okay? And that's simply finishing what you start, all right? If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to follow through with it, and I'm going to do it, all right? And that's easier said than done, okay? Because like we said earlier, okay, being committed, all right, is following through because when it get hard and when adversity come, I'm going to stick to what I said I was going to stick to long after the is left, all right? That's follow through, man, like. I need to make sure, and like for us, we 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 want to be a fourth quarter team. We want to be want to have, have a fourth quarter lifestyle. All right, we want to make sure we doggone sticking to what we need to stick to, man. And long after the the feeling in which I've said it is gone, and so making sure that we condition ourselves, making sure we do everything we need to do to have that that be able to sustain and and go the extra mile. And then the last one, dog, is grit, and grit ain't nothing but it ain't pretty. <laughs> Thick tuitiveness, all right? No matter what it is, our, every successful person has a certain level of grit, all right? You apply to how many grad schools? That's your level of grit, all right? And, and how many accept you? Didn't need, you didn't need but one to accept you, all right? Um, signed by seven different NFL teams, cut by seven different teams. But at the end of the day, man, I still got my behind up and I went and worked out every single day, all right? That's sticking, that's sticking to it, all right? Because can I can I stick to what I said I was going to stick to without being attached to the result? I think that's how Inky Johnson put it, okay? Without being emotionally attached to the result, okay? Am I going to do what I said I was going to do 
if the result was different, okay? Would I still love football if the bag didn't come with it? Right. Would I still love being a college football coach, okay? If the if 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 the prestige or the or, or the what whatever like like would I still do what I love to do, okay? But having that grit, man, when it get hard, when the rubber meet the road, when it get for real, when it get serious, making sure I stick to whatever I said I was gonna do. And so those pillars, man, were the, were the, were the, were the common denominator um, that 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 we can instill in those children. And, and and the great thing about it, Doc, is these things can be exercised every single day. All right, they can be coached up into these young men every single day. Like you can hold these young men accountable. All right, when you talk about character, when you talk about discipline, leadership, when you're talking about following through, because you, hey, if you don't follow through with what you said you're going to do, hey, man, what happened? All right, now he got to ask himself a question. All right, right? And, and when another man hold me accountable, if I'm worth my salt, I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and in our community, man, it's a lot of young men that, 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 that got it. You know, they just need to be held accountable. And so we just want like Steve McNair did me. He didn't know he was doing it, but he did it. Like when he came and he was personable and he showed me how to how, how it was done, then that's kind of the, the impact. Like that indelible impact that he made on me, that's kind of the, the impact that we want to leave on all of these kids. And so, you know, with 100 kids that, come, that sign up and if we don't leave an impact on number one, man, then we did our job. Yeah, so every time I'm around that camp, you know, I listen to you give the lectures and the, the little breakout sessions on the five pillars, and I always leave challenged, you know, so it's more than the kids, right? It's the people helping with the camp, it's the, yep. the players, it's the, the teachers, it's everyone around that's really benefiting from this, this initiative. Um, you know, so sticking with that, tell us what's special about this year and your seventh year of the, of the Leadership Academy. Man, and so we initiated, all right, the AD 47 Football Leadership Academy presents Cops and Cleats. Okay, and so what we've done was, and it's the second annual Cops and Cleeks um, campaign. All right, so what we've done is, is we've um, we've called on our local law enforcement, not only local but state as well. We got the Mississippi Highway Patrolman participating this year. Okay, we got the law um, police department, and we got the Jones County Sheriff's Department um, just to just to come out and 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 preach the same pillars: character, leadership, discipline, follow through, and grit all under the umbrella of faith, but coming from a different voice, okay? And, and, and allowing the cops to actually come out of the uniform and come out of the badge and, and take the badge off and actually be personable with our young men so they can initiate um, some relationships and, and sustain some relationships, you know, through the game of football, all right? We just use a football as a vehicle, okay? All right, football is just a hundred that attracts the bees per se. And when we get them here, okay, when these cops get a chance to work with them, you know, they get a chance to quote unquote coach them up. Okay, hopefully some relationships are built that, you know, 12, 13 years from now, hey, you officer such and such, you was at the camp, you know, how you doing? You know, right. like, like. Initial contact. Initial, like, like I, I saw how you coached me up. I know you don't wish me no ill will. Mm-hmm. I seen you you know, out there running around, dancing and celebrating with me when I scored a touchdown. I know you are, 
you know, I, I, I know you are a human too. I know you got, I seen your little boy when he came out to the camp and he participated with me. Like you coached him up the same way you coached me up. Like when they see these guys out of their element, because I tell you what the world will do, man, the world will paint a bad picture and that ain't nothing but the devil. The devil come to steal, kill and destroy. All right. And, and, and no matter how he going, like no matter what the vehicle is, he don't care as long as he can divide and conquer to in order to get in order to reach whoever he need like but like allowing these cops to come out of the uniform because let, let's let's not i mean it's the elephant in the like george floyd trayvon right. Moore, like like all of those guys with, with the senseless like all cops not bad cops okay those were just bad people that the devil was able to use okay just like the devil using bad people every single day so these guys able to get out of that unit, able to put the badge down, man, take the uniform off and still coach these. They like they give important, just like they would be doing on the job. OK, now they just doing it. Now they your coach. OK, and just like you respect them as a coach. OK, respect them when they're doing it on the job. And so it's twofold. OK, it's a lot yeah. to be learned from and from 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 all parties. And so we just and we as a community, we wanted to take the initiative to to start to initiate that those relationships early so we can build them so we can develop them and hopefully we can sustain them and that's going to hopefully that bleeds into our communities man and 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 not only the communities but hopefully you know athletes across the world will kind of see the model adopt the model and and allow the model to 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 help their communities as well and we can all grow from it and so that like that yeah so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Last year was it was really good. Um, this year is gonna be even better, and I just I I, I can't wait to get out on it. It's, it's it's interesting to see those those cops man come out of the element a little bit, and, and you know we get a chance to coach them up too. So I'm yeah. looking forward. To it. Well, man, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing with the AD47, like you said, and teaming up with Highway Patrol and the local police department. I mean, you just can't lose with that, Coach. You're a coach, so we're in the fourth quarter now. This is your final time final out. Time you got out. your team in the huddle. What's your last piece of advice you're going to leave, you know, the audience with or leave your team with to win the game? Man, go out and have fun. All right, whatever you do, don't stress it. You prepare for it. We, we, we put ourselves in, 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 in a situation to take advantage of the moment we're in. Let, let's go have fun. Let's go win the ball game. All right. Make sure you leave it all on the line. Don't come back to this huddle in the fourth quarter when the game is done talking about you regretted nothing. All right. We all gas. We no breaks. We're going to go out. We're going to leave it all on the line and we're going to leave our clip empty, man. And if you come out here in your clip, if you come back and your clip, that clip ain't empty, stay out there. Game on the ball game on the line. I'm, I'm make sure we paying attention to the details. Make sure we doing our job. Making sure we burning our eyes on our key where we supposed to, where they supposed to be. Make sure we doing our job with a tremendous amount of energy, effort, and passion. All right, we want to make sure we doing our job and we have fun doing our job. I think um, I think it was uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, "Nothing great was ever accomplished without great enthusiasm." And so I love that. And so bring the energy. You always yeah. bring the energy. <laughs> you, got, you got to. You know, that, that that don't mean be sloppy. You know, that don't right. mean not be a technician. But what that does mean is, you know, I'm 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 dialed in, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I'm 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 not so serious that 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 I'm scared to make a mistake because I'm gonna learn from the mistake if I do make one. 
Well, man, I appreciate you being here with me tonight. You know, I've learned a lot more about you. You know, like I said, you're a man of many quotes, you know, and I've learned a couple of more tonight, you know, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. So what, you know, you got a young man out there saying, I want to be, I want to go to the NFL. I want to be a coach. Um, how do they follow in your footsteps? How can they reach out and, you know, contact you for being a mentor or how do they follow your journey? First of all, I mean, we got social media, man. Like a direct message on Twitter go a long way. I'm one of those guys that I don't look over those. You know, if I can help a young man through a DM, I will. And and so, you know, give you a give you a word or give you some advice through that deal, I I will. Um, but I I would tell a young man, you know, you know, stay stick to who you are, know who you are, know what you represent, make sure you keep the law first in everything you do. OK, um, like it's, it's, it's not popular these, this day and time to, 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 to admit you're a Christian because that comes with some type of like it comes with some type of stigma, some type of I got to be right and I can't be wrong and I'm, I can't do this. And I'm just like like all of that's false. Mm. I, I think we get the law misconstrued, man. Like me, I mean, the Lord went to a wedding and, and, and parted <laughs> and went out his first miracle, his mama told him, said, what you gonna do about it? And the Lord made some real good wine. And, and like, like, and I think like, it's frowned upon, like we go to a party these days and we having fun and we say we're a Christian, like, like you ain't supposed to be doing that. Like you supposed to be having, like you, the Lord wants you to live, all mm -hmm. right? But he also wants you to be governed and guided by his principles, okay? He said, if you seek me first in my kingdom and my righteousness, then I add everything to you. Okay, if you delight yourself, and me, then I give you the desires of your heart, all right? And, and so, like, I, I think that we got to have a, the, the character and the discipline enough to to, to do exactly the, to do the things that the Lord want us to do, you know, all while knowing who we are, you know, knowing that I'm not going to be perfect, all right? That don't mean I can go out there and, and just use that as an excuse to do what I want to do. No, all right? But I'm going to strive, and I'm going to strive to do everything that the Lord want me to do, all right, do according to the power that works in me, like his word said. And so I would tell that young man, know who you are, dog, know who you represent, okay, because you 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 have a tremendous amount of influence, okay. Some Somebody somewhere is following you, and every single decision that you make, okay, is going to impact somebody in a positive way or in a negative way. I would also tell them, you know, the grind will never stop, okay. If you ain't working, you're wrong. OK, if you ain't working at something, man, you're wrong. Like there's always something to be done, something to work towards. OK, and you 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 find that you have a plan. All right. You sit down and you write your plan out. OK, and you seek wise counsel. OK, don't ever think you can do it by yourself. OK, make sure that the guys that you surround yourself with are headed in the same direction you're headed in. All right. And don't be afraid to ask for. For, for some help along the way, all right? If you got a pastor, ask your pastor. If you got a principal uh, or a counselor in, in your school, like if somebody, a, a man in the community that you look up to, your barber that you look up to, ask, okay? Because you ain't got all the answers and you do need help, all right? And then the last thing I tell them, okay, don't grow weary and well doing, okay? Don't look at, don't look at the next man life and feel like that, that, that you've been left behind because he's somewhere that you're not, all right? You got to run your own journey, okay? You got to run your own race, okay? And, and you can't grow weary in doing so, okay? Because if you do and you give up, 
then the, everything that you work towards is null and void. All right, but if you just keep going and you keep grinding and you keep plugging and, and, and you and you don't allow yourself to be distracted by somebody else's comparing your your life to their life, all right, then you'll you'll make it. Okay, don't compare. That's the worst thing you can do, man. Is 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 compare your life because guess what? The law made you to be you. You okay? Not to be here. If he wanted two or somebody else, he would have made two of them. Okay, but your journey is your journey. All right. And so run your race, man, and run your journey and stick to it. Do the best you can do. And you're going to end up where the Lord wants you to end up. You keep them first. And um, that that's that's kind of what I leave them with, man. And, and I and I challenge them, you know, don't talk about it. Be a Be a, <laughs> I mean, I see a lot better than I hear. Don't tell me how, how hard, how, how, how tough the tide is, Doc. Bring me the ship. I hear you. you know I mean, like. I'm on with it, man. Let me see some results. Because at the end of the day, you got to produce. Right. But, man, I appreciate it. It has been a blessing, as always, Akeem. And just keep living that dream, right? So from birth to death, you're living the dream, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. And I'll... All right. Thanks for having me on, Doc. All right. Later, man. You have a good Thank you for your continued support with this podcast. Five-star review would be greatly appreciated. Subscribe to this podcast so you can continue to get the updated information and new episodes. Thank you.